Welcome to the Money Makers podcast brought to you by Sophia. Sophia is an exciting education platform for women with a goal to increase diversity and inclusion in early stage investing. This podcast is a finance, innovation and investing show for amazing women everywhere of all ages. Each fortnight, we will feature an inspiring woman from the investing and finance sector or a female founder with a special focus on Asia. To receive a 10% discount on all of our courses, go to sophiawomen.com and use promo code PODCAST10. And today's guest is founder at Trio, Rebecca Granger. Welcome, Rebecca. Hello, Tanya. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. I've been wanting to have you on this show for a long time. So thank you. Before we kick off, can I grab a quick intro to yourself, please? Yeah, Rebecca, founder of Trio, and Trio is a connectivity platform that supports organizations to support their people better through every work-life event that happens at work. Fantastic. Thank you. So where are we speaking to you from today? You're in Australia? Yes, Sydney, Australia. Okay, but you sound British to me. I am. I've been 12 years, so grew up in London and then made the switch over the ocean (laughs) to to, Sydney. To study? No, with work actually. So Ah. my employer at the time, I was in recruitment. I did a transfer with them and I was very lucky to get a visa, you know, through them and yeah, settled in Australia for 12 years. Nice. I used to live in Australia too, in Sydney. So I know you're living the dream. So lucky you. I want to dig into a bit of your history before we get into the the weeds of Trio, which is a fascinating company that I think that our audience wants to learn more about. But I want to find out a bit more about you, Rebecca, which sort of sets the scene and identifies your motivations for Trio a little bit more. So as you mentioned, you started your career, you know, in recruitment. Was that your very first role and sort of what took you into that area? I love talking to people. So Mm. I loved recruitment. Back in the day, you know, you'd go out and visit people, you'd find out about the businesses, you'd interview your candidates, and then you'd basically a matchmaker for jobs. (laughs) It was fantastic. I got to speak to lots of people and help people in their career. Nice, nice. And you worked for other people as well as when your own recruitment companies, would that be right? So I worked, I, yeah, I worked for large um, recruitment agencies. Yeah. And then at one point I became a career coach, actually. So I didn't have a recruitment company. I did consulting um, privately to recruitment firms and then did career coaching, helping people get jobs. Okay. Okay. That's a fascinating role because it's interesting that you had that role for many years because obviously now Trio sort of feels like a bit of a spin-off from that role. Would that be right? Yeah. So the way Trio came about is at the time that I became pregnant, I was in, I was working in recruitment. So I was employed in recruitment. Right. Had a less than positive experience uh, Mm. announcing my pregnancy and resigned. I was four months pregnant and obviously back eight years ago or more now, um, very few people hired pregnant women. (laughs) So um, probably not too many these days either. But the only thing I really knew how to do at that time was help people get jobs or, you know, advance their career. And so I started career coaching and started consulting to other recruitment firms. And as it happened, the only people that came to me were women. 
and they were either on maternity, as it was called back then, or had returned to work and were disengaged, disconnected. They wanted to find a new job. These were highly ambitious professional women that wanted to work, but due to the experience that they had had during their parental leave and on their reintegration back into work, they didn't perceive their employer as one that cared or valued them. And they were certainly disengaged and disconnected. And that's really the foundation of where trio started and has since grown from yeah so I also didn't have a particularly positive experience um I had two pregnancies whilst employed what were you know looking back on your time in this sort of arena coaching women having gone through it yourself as well probably hearing similar experiences from friends I know I know I have what would you consider to be the crux of the problem I think I mean, well, look, one, women's, you know, we we are, this shouldn't be a women's problem, but very much it is obviously women are the ones taking the bulk of the leave period. And they're the ones that are perceived in the workplace often to have fallen into a black hole. You know, they're Mm. they're sort of sidelines in their career. They're going to be taking a period of time out, whatever that period looks like. And therefore, most people feel that they are sidelined. So it's perceived to be a career limiting life event in most people's lives, which is why we don't have women uh, telling their employer particularly early if they can avoid it, because, you know, that they don't want all of these other implications to come into play. And now we're in a remote working environment and many, many people are working from home. It's a lot easier, I guess, to hide it. But that's not great for an employer you know you want your employees to feel safe to be able to come up and talk to you so that you can if nothing else plan you know what's happening within your workforce but the biggest thing is women feel that they fall into a black hole they're Mm -hmm. sidelined and then when they're on leave very few people are stay connected to their employer some don't want to we did a lot of research before we built trio and about five percent were like I actually don't want to hear from my employer but 95% did. They wanted to still feel connected, part of the team and a valued member of the organization and yeah. of the team. But albeit they were on a period of leave. And that's fundamentally what Trio does. And the other thing is, is keep people connected during that period, that leave period, at least that's how we started out. The other piece of research that came out was that employers and managers are untrained and unsupported. So I don't believe people do want to be discriminatory or negative in any way. They just don't know what to do or how to do it or when to do it. And they have that increased risk of and negative experiences. Negative experience leads to higher attrition. And we do know from research outside of just parental leave that people leave managers, they don't leave organizations. So you can have an amazing organization with amazing Mm -hmm. policies. But unless that policy is realized in practice, at the you know bottom line with the actual employee's experience in reality then there isn't you know they're not going to get that return on investment of these amazing policy and benefits that they've implemented because actually the person that is should be benefiting the employee if they've got a manager that is non-supportive then your the organization is at risk of attrition so or at least at risk that that employee is having a negative experience yeah. with that yeah. So that's a really, really good point. Um, so I come from an industry, so a large part of my life before being an entrepreneur was working in a law firm. And it's interesting because when you look at the management structure of law firms, and I'm sure accountancy practices and, and other companies, uh, professional services are, are very similar. These often people are lawyers, they become very good lawyers. 
and then they become managers because they're such good lawyers. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out where, you know, where there could be potential for these black holes, as you say, because, you know, a very good lawyer does not make us necessarily a manager. very good manager with management yeah. skills. And there you are in charge of a team of 100 lawyers, you know, 50 of whom are women and coming to you with, you know, I'm pregnant or I'm this or I want to take that or I want to do, you know, whatever. The thing is, is like, and being ill-equipped, I think, is often the reason for, I found in my situation in my law firm days, was the reason for the managers being ill-equipped to deal with situations and knowing what to say and what not to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's exasperated at the moment because we have such a challenge sh- talent shortage mm. um, that many organisations are putting people into more managerial positions, but without them be, be having that full capability mm. or experience to deal with it. So who's to blame? Is it the manager because they don't have the support skills or experience, or is it the organisation? But the bottom line is it's the employee that is having that Suffers. negative experience. Yeah. And that in itself affects your bottom line. Yeah. Because the higher the rates of attrition, you can't with when, you know, the market is completely changed. And obviously my background in recruitment, I fully understand this cost of talent acquisition, the risk. Um, it's not just a salary or recruitment fee that you're looking at. Um, but we definitely don't have the volume coming in to the top of the funnel to funnel through to fill the gaps when we're, you know, there's a hole in the bottom of the bucket. You know, if companies lose employees, you know, then it's not easy to replace them. Yeah. So the problem is abundantly clear. It was abundantly clear to you. It is to me listening to it and, you know, recount my own experience and that of my friends and people around me. And so what was the, you know, was there a eureka moment for TRIO? And can you give us a bit more detail around how TRIO sort of, you know, what its objective is to and how to solve this particular problem? Our first concept was literally if I could hold the hand of the manager and the hand of the employee and create a transparent process that just guided them both through this journey before, during and after leave, because the statistics at the time, and I'm sure it's not too dissimilar now, about 30% of women leave the workforce within the first 12 months after returning. So we have this huge drop off, but organisations only measure return rates. They don't measure that long-term retention. So our journey spans that extended timeline. And it was simply, if I can hold the hands of both, guide the manager with more of the you know, blunt to-dos, legislative requirements. This is what you need to think about. And these are this, this, you need to have these conversations and these things you need to talk about, these things you can't say. Um, You know, make sure that, you know, mitigate that that risk. But then also we hold the hand of the employee and it goes beyond the legislative and regulatory requirements. We talk on the parental leave journey about everything that may be affecting that person that's becoming a parent. And I will say that when we came to market, MVP went to market in 2019. We were the first gender neutral platform that just spoke to parents. We don't ask gender on the basis that families are made up completely differently. And someone in that family network will need to know or is likely to know this information. So whether we talk to mums, dads or whoever is becoming the parent, um, somebody in that network will need is likely to need to know this information. And also we wanted to kind of subtly educate the fathers around what the the mum that is going to be going through. So we talk to around um, postnatal depression, which can obviously affect all parents. But we talk around finances, the cost of childcare, 
being a family cost, not a women's cost. You know, we, we talk about lots of things beyond just what they need to think about in the workplace. And that's really just to create a, an educational, empowering journey so that the person feels that they are fully supported in the whole of this life phase. And in terms of the journeys, we try and look at things like in hindsight, I wish I'd known because yeah. the journeys we now do, we started off with parental leave, but we now do every single life event that happens in the workplace, parental leave, menopause, divorce you when you go through these experiences for the first time you don't know what you don't know so if we can provide the information at the point in their timeline because all of our journeys are time-based on the individual's personal date and delivered in real time if we can then help somebody you know in best practice at this point this person should you know may need to know this we can help alleviate a lot of those problems and just really hold their hand and guide them through. And the more supported people feel, the happier, healthier, more productive they're still going to be in the workplace, even through some of these complex, common, but often messy life events that do happen within our working career. Yeah, very, very important mission that you've got there. The Money Makers Podcast is brought to you by Sophia. The place for women to learn, invest, and change the world. Sophia is an education platform for women, providing much-needed courses on personal finance and investing, with a goal to increase diversity and inclusion in early-stage investing. Go to sophiawomen.com and use promo code PODCAST10 to receive a 10% discount on all of our courses. So you're actually selling to employers, right? You're working with the employers who roll this out to within their organization rather than individuals. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We partner with employers and organizations to um, to have a platform that supports them. Now, our platform is external to the organization and it's specifically designed that way. So we don't integrate because research shows that there is a lot of psychological barriers for employees to seek support on the intranet and yeah. through the internal systems related to these life events specifically. And therefore, we our platform is external. It's branded. It's, you know, it's customized to the employer. But we are an external solution that partners with the employer and provides a safe, confidential space for them to seek support. And therefore, we are removing those psychological barriers. And by doing so, we are encouraging people to get the support and advice sooner um, than perhaps they would normally. And that's particularly important in something like mental health, which we now have a journey for. And with this, we look at early intervention. So if we can create a safe space where people can, you know, we have partners, um, expert partners that provide resources, we have our journeys, we have communities. If we can provide a safe space for people to connect with people in the same, on the same journey as them or in the same sort of phase of life, we can connect them with experts, then we can potentially reduce the severity of people's, the time people are going to have off. We can get them support sooner. And maybe actually they don't need to take a leave period. We create a much more positive experience, full stop. And obviously these life events don't just impact the individual. They do impact, you know, the broader team, mm. but also the family and the extended community. So there's a big ripple effect when, you know, life events are happening to people at work and they don't get the support they need. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so in that regard, you're not a platform just to help women, you know, stay in touch with their company during um, or stay connected during maternity leave. It's for everyone during all of these life events. Yeah, we say life happens at work. And so from the moment you start your career to the moment you retire, we, a large proportion of your workforce, I mean, they say one in five will have a mental health problem. I think that's probably much higher now. But at some point between hire and retire, you're going to have a family or you may have a mental health challenge. You may get divorced. Females may go through menopause. We have mm-hmm. care leave, sick leave, long-term sick, sabbatical, and all the way through to a retirement planning transition. So every phase of life or a workplace transition, we support that employee and they have the option to opt in their manager for the manager to support them on that journey too. Yeah, fantastic. And how is business going? And I should point out at this juncture that I actually am an investor in Trio and in Rebecca because she's amazing. But tell our audience, you know, how is business going for you at Trio? It's really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's people do need to, and I think, you know, organizations are really understanding that, you know, it's one thing acquiring your talent, but it's another thing not just keeping them, but keeping them happy and again, mm. engaged, active. So, you know, yes, it is going well. Our biggest challenge is we're a super lean, lean team. You know, if we had more resources, then we would be able to do a lot more. But yeah, you know, we have a solution, whether it's a small 50 man company or obviously, you know, a large enterprise of 30,000 people. So every organization has people in it that are mm-hmm. going to go through something in their, their working career. So we are very lucky that we ha- do have solutions that are scalable across every size organization. Yeah. We do, you know, in an ideal world, I'd have a bigger team. <laughs> it's <laughs> coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming, Rebecca, it's coming. <laughs> um, so in terms of the future for Trio, you know, what's in the short term plans and longer term plans? Like, where are you headed? Yeah, well, we've got by the end of this year, every journey, every life event that happens at work will be supported on our platform. We have clients that from the UK that have asked us to, you know, to explore expanding over there. So that's in the pipeline. Those conversations have begun to happen. And that's fundamentally it. You know, we want to support people. We want to be the go-to solution for life events at work um, and really keeping those people engaged, happy and supported through, you know, the really critical times that matter. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, geographical focus, obviously you're a tech enabled company, you're very global. So do you see any pockets of the world sort of more interested in what you have and others less interested? Or are you just seeing a blanket increase interest in this solution? We, the UK clients in the UK came to us. So yeah, absolutely. So UK for sure, definitely countries within Asia. We have existing clients that have asked us to expand into the Asian market. And obviously um, America would be on our radar in the next few years. And that's really, it would come down to our next, you know, funding rounds. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I have really enjoyed learning a bit more about Trio. Even I've learned some stuff from you today, and I'm sure our audience have. So thank you very much for sharing this time with us today and look forward to the future success and seeing you in the UK and in the US and getting the fundraising that you, you know, you want in the next few years and going from strength to strength and ultimately building out that team. So you can be less lean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People, please. People, please. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely talking to you, Tanya. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Money Makers podcast brought to you by Sophia, the education platform for women that increases diversity in early stage investing. Visit sophiawomen.com and use promo code PODCAST10 to receive a 10% discount on all our courses. Learn, invest, and change the world.